Hey, what's up? Oh, yeah. Oh, yo, is it working? Yeah, dude, what's up? Are you, can you hear me? Oh, yeah. I didn't think this would actually work. Hey, I guess uh, I guess we both had to click that link then. All right, so now we know what to do whenever we want to do it again. Do you want to do you want to do it on your podcast now? You want to do it on Rites of Passage? Is it will it go to mine right now or what? I don't know. I mean, I still I still have the link up but like we I don't know if you still have the messages or not, but I probably do. All right. Yeah, cuz I saw it when I was sending you the the link. So it should work fine. You know, you want to try it? I don't know. If it's working on yours, we might as well rant about Lance right now. Heck yeah, let's do it. All right. I'll, I'll see if I can send it over to you. I'll 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 let you host this. This is going to be the rite of passage right now. All right. Let's see if this will work. I want to watch that 70s show where you set this up. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. I'm going to go charge my phone because I'm at 27%. I'm at 85. I'll be fantastic. fine. What's funny is that, like, I don't think you and I have heard each other's voices before, so that's pretty funny. Nope. I don't know. It's weird. Dude, I saw your post on Facebook that it's Marshall's yeah, birthday. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Tell him some smark you know said happy birthday. All right, I'll tell him. Bet. Sounds good. I'll uh, I'll message him right now. All right, dude. I'm glad the school gave everybody everybody Chromebooks. I've just been using it to watch that '70s show. Oh. <laughs> All right. Where is he? Where's his? You know, wherever. I was talking to him a couple weeks ago. There it is. Uh, When's the next show you're working? Huh? When's the next show you're working? Dude, I don't I don't even know what, what show I'm going to be working next because they canceled the December 15th show here in Fort Worth. Why'd they cancel it? I don't know. I haven't talked to Jerry or anything like that. But no. uh, something must have came up and he was like, well, we can't do the show. I mean, it was going to be at the... Uh, Whatever it's called, Will Will Rogers Coliseum. It's like, it, it's it's one of world class championship wrestling's like old venues. Yeah, is like, it? Used... Isn't Fort Worth right outside of Dallas? Why don't you just try mm. to show at the Sportatorium? No, they they. I think the Sportatorium is uh, torn down. They oh, can't do that. Yeah. Plus, like, plus there was no, um, whatever it's called, um, uh, plumbing. There was there was none of that. There was like no. Uh, air air conditioning. I mean, it was like a fifty year. That's what. So that's what Ross Ross and Marshall told me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, texted Marshall. Hey, man. Some, some, some smarky high schooler. Okay. I'm 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 friends. I'm I'm friends with. Tells you. Tells you happy birthday and hopes to see you December 20, 21st I believe is when it is Man, I really hope I can go out to the show uh, my check was supposed to come in yesterday and guess what it's not here it's been it five weeks. didn't come it's been five weeks uh, sucks it's been, it's been five weeks uh huh I got October 1st wow that's terrible so I don't that know what's there, but nine people have quit. Oh, when I came in, there were two new people in the back, and one of them had to walk with a cane and could barely stand. 
Really? She'll hire anybody. God dang. It's re- she's that desperate. Uh-huh. Sarah dude, we is could, that desperate. Dude, this could be a podcast blasting Lance, blasting Sarah. We got to blast MWE. <laughs> we got to blast Goodwill. Oh, man. We're going to have a lot of fun with this. Uh, what, let's see. What else can we blast? Um, let's blast uh, Creative. Yeah, but only getting raw. Raw sucks. My brother, yeah, dude, raw is just bad. I was talking to uh, I was talking to to my brother a couple days ago, and uh, you know he has autism, right? No, uh, I mean so, I knew you had a brother. I just didn't know that. Okay, so yeah, my brother has autism. Uh, so, it, so he pretty much. I'm pretty much like his. I don't want to use the word idol. I don't like using that word. Uh, but he looks up to me. Okay? okay. Yeah. You're an older brother to him, so I can see that. Yeah. So he so he looks up to me. He's my older brother, actually. I don't oh, know that, so you're but... the younger one. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the younger brother, but mentally, I'm the older brother. You know, because like he he has the he has the mindset of like a ten year old, pretty much. I get um, that. There's yeah. So. Um... It, yeah, there's a couple autistic people at school that I'm friends with, so I kind I kind of understand how it works, but it's such a confusing yeah. Like I don't want to say these, yeah. but you know. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, for for someone who has autism, it just like depends on who you are. Some some kids who have autism, they're nonverbal; they don't talk anything like that. Some, my brother, he talks all the time. We always talk about wrestling and fishing. He likes fishing. Is he a smart um, too? Huh? Is he a smart too? No, he's not. He's a casual. Oh. Um. Anyway, so yeah, so my brother he watches Raw and a little bit of SmackDown, but he'll talk to me and things like that, and he'll be like, "Hey, did you watch Raw last night, or did you watch Raw on Monday, brother?" And you know, I and I'm like, "No, I didn't watch Raw," and, and, or like I'll say I watched a little bit of it. He's like, "Did you did you like this? Did you like Brock coming out?" And I'm like, "No, I hate I, I hate Brock." And he's like oh you hate Brock and I'm like I yeah no I don't like Brock and he's like yeah I don't like Brock either and you know that's just kind of how he is it's just like if if he says oh I was excited to see Brock and I say I wasn't he'll say oh then I wasn't either that's just (laughs) how he is um but yeah it's you know I I I love him I love him so much dude like it's just he's the only one in my family who like who like talks about wrestling with me you know like my mom she doesn't care much about wrestling my grandparents they don't care my about dad huh my dad got me into it and now he just doesn't care about it much anymore <laughs> i feel like everyone is just like i don't care um but anyway so yeah so tyler he'll ask me just like did you watch raw and i'll say no and he's like oh okay and that's pretty much it like he doesn't really say how come and because it's like that, that's just not how he is, I guess. He doesn't know. He's going to be like, fast, brother, brother. Dude. <laughs> I actually have been calling him brother, brother lately. Brother. <laughs> brother. <laughs> yeah, I one you time. Gotta go, one uh, time. You got to call him brother Jack, dude. I, I know. I, I've got. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, imagine if Hogan, if Hogan got a promo and he's like, brother Jack, dude. Dude, I, dude Hogan needs to. Hogan needs to like come back and do more. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not I'm not crazy about him, but it's cool to have him around every so often just like, Yeah, he shouldn't 
be taking up any spots. Oh, but... no. No, he had his time. He politics his whole career. Let, you know, let that be the past. That's <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe like show up three, four times a year, cut a promo, put someone over maybe. Yeah. And... Yeah, probably put, let's see, so Cena's, Cena's part-time now, so he can't do that anymore, really. Reigns has cancer, so he can't put Reigns over. Um, I guess he could. He's got to put over my man. Oh, he's got to put over Leo Rush. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but people would be like, oh, now he's putting over the black guy. <laughs> dude, people would say, oh, well, it's only because he's racist they made him put <laughs> over the black dude. Hey, you know people would say that. We're booking this right on the spot. <laughs> Good for us. Dude, we're booking raw. Dude, this. The creative team needs to do this. They need to just sit around and I'm sure they sit around and they like just BS. They do a lot of sitting around. They, they, yeah, no kidding. They, but they have to like, just like have just, I don't know, buddy, buddy conversations, I guess, about wrestling, you know, make up stuff like this. Then they'll be like, oh, okay, well, let's have Hogan put Leo Rush over and Bobby Lashley over. But then, of course, they go to Vince and he's like, he's like, well, why would he do that? Dude, I'd love to hear just what happens inside a creative meeting. Just somebody record five minutes of a creative meeting and put it online. Oh, no, man. That would that would be the funniest thing. I've seen, like, snippets, I think, on whichever. It was on a documentary. I think it was Heyman's documentary. Like, it showed, like, like what happens in a creative meeting. I think Big Show was talking about it. He talked about, like, oh, yeah, Paul was – you know, I was sitting in a production meeting one time and Paul was just like poking Vince's buttons and it showed, you know, it showed Vince, you know, like wearing the old man, like, like glasses, like the reading glasses and things like that. He's just like going over like what the show is going to be. And I'm like, oh my, can you imagine Vince up there and be like, what are we going to do with Cena? What are we going to do with Roman? And it's like, well, over, brother. it's like, we have something for Kurt Hawkins. Who's Kurt Hawkins? Is he still employed? He's still here. <laughs> oh, I thought I fired him back in 87. <laughs> no. No. Um, no, I, uh, I find it cool that Hawkins is, like, turning his whole losing streak into, like, this character, like a gimmick. Dude, the redemption angle when he gets a win is going to be huge. Oh, it's going to – I can't wait for that pop. I can't wait dude, for that. Did you hear, dude? He fought Elias a couple months ago, and everybody was behind him. Really? And dude, he was over. Yeah, against Elias. That's it. That's it. Was this a house show, or was this like a? No, it was Raw. Oh, really? Huh. And then he got injured, so huh, I probably stopped watching because I just stopped caring. <laughs> I watched ten probably. minutes of it, and I'm like, "Fuck this." It was before Roman's cancer. Oh, okay. Okay, I I think it might have been the build SummerSlam even. So man, I I get I get so excited to see Hawkins on Raw, but then I'm like, oh, he. But it's like, dude, what if he wins the Andre Battle Royal? Oh, that would dude, that would be perfect. I the pop for that. That would be. It's like it's like it's not a pinfall win. It's not a submission win. It's a you know throw the last guy over the top rope. That would be cool. Exactly. Make it toward and make it make him the king of battle royals. So he can't spin oh, anybody. He can't tap anybody out. 
be sure as hell can win a battle royal. Yeah, he can win all the battle royals. And then it's like he's – and then it comes down to, like, the rumble, and he's, like, the final guy, and he's like, well, I was close. Dude, what if he's, like, <laughs> right about to eliminate somebody in the rumble? Dude, oh, that would be he sick. he was in, like, the final four of a rumble after building up that he's so great in battle royals, dude. What if they had Hawkins come out at number one and he was in the final four? Have him hide under the ring like Lawler did. Yeah, heck yeah. There's that would so be much sweet. stuff they could do with him. Or, um, or have him roll out from like the bottom rope uh, at some point in the match. He hides under the ring, and when it comes down to like the final two, he comes back out and he just like eliminates everyone. And it's like, oh yeah, I just won my first Royal Rumble. And then he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then he gets squashed in the main of Animania. <laughs> he gets, it's Hawkins against Lesnar. Buried, uh, <laughs> buried with my mighty sledgehammer. I, I, I swear, if that were to happen, that would probably be the funniest WrestleMania main event ever. I've it's seen like, the video huh. of Triple H and Stephanie McMahon head banging to enter Sandman in the car. I, I just saw like a snippet of that on Facebook like ten minutes Dude. ago. That was funny. Did you see the um, the the intro to it when Triple H was spitting the water out? No. And as he, he so he's. I was gonna get on uh, the... Apple Movies later and watch it. Okay. Uh, so like the intro, I only saw like thirty seconds of it, but um, Triple H did the did his like, like his whole spit take entrance, um, as <laughs> as um as Motorhead is playing in the background, and Triple H gets into the car. This is outside of the car. Triple H gets into the car. Stephanie's like, do you have to do this everywhere we go? And Triple H is like, what's the point of having theme music if I can't use it? <laughs> Dude, I was like, and I was like, wow, Stephanie doesn't seem like a dick. <laughs> Stephanie seems so relatable outside of wrestling. Oh, man. She is just like, the way she, she like plays her character is just, incredible she's a hateable heel which isn't normal. like i it's like i see her doing like all this community stuff you know um hanging out with like sick kids and helping out within the community and i'm like oh, that's that, that's that's nice stephanie but as soon as her theme song hits you know she's so I'm annoying like, i'm like screw you stephanie like she doesn't need to say a thing she the music needs to hit. I'm like, ah, turn it it's called off. Called having a good gimmick, brother. <laughs> brother, 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 brother. <laughs> dude. She has, she has the rockets, uh, the the rocket straps strapped on. Uso I think is, is what Samoan it's... for brother. So the Uso brothers uh-huh. are the Uso, or the brother brothers, or in Hulk Hogan's case, to the brother brothers, brother. <laughs> God damn it! I want to hear Hulk Hogan say that. <laughs> the guys, brother, brother, the brother, brother, brothers, brother. Oh, that would that would be sweet, <laughs> dude. The pop if he said that from from us, not for everyone else would be like, no, nobody else about? would get it. But then just I'd yell and then I booked it because I book everything. <laughs> you would tweet it all just like for the rest of the show. Hey, remember when I booked this? I wrote this script out. Dude, I literally book everything. Let's see. 
All right, here's the card for my next Raw in 2019. Let's see if any of it comes true in real life. It probably will. Uh, let's see. If you have if you have Bailey Sasha against the Riot Squad, nah, that's going to happen. I don't. We've got Dunn versus Rhino, that one. Ambrose versus Joe, yeah, no. opposite brands. Brian versus Rollins, opposite brands. Strowman versus Angle could happen. Uh, over on SmackDown, huh. Hardy versus Miz could happen, and Reigns versus McIntyre can't happen because of that job or leukemia. Yeah, leukemia. Yeah. More like boo-kemia. Dude, he should get, <laughs> what he should get buried. Oh, dude, we're going to bury leukemia. Damn right. Heck yeah. The, he doesn't deserve to win. He's, he's no. a bigger no, dude, I, I than... Fuck, he's a Brooklyn brawler, brother. <laughs> he's a bigger jobber than Barry Horowitz, brother, brother. <laughs> Barry Horowitz. <laughs> Dude, okay. It's become a meme now because there's a line no. in 2K19 where Corey Graves... Goes, he's a bigger jobber than... He's a bigger jobber than Stan... Stan Stansky, brother. Paul Smackage. Yes, Paul Smackage. I... I'm sure someone on the indies is going to be taking that name. I, if someone hasn't taken the name Paul Smackage yet, um, I'm, I'm doing I, it when I get into the business in two years. That needs to be your referee name. Yes. <laughs> oh, the referee Paul Smackage <laughs> making the count one, two. Oh, yeah. Smackage won't count the three. We got a crooked ref, no. brother. <laughs> oh, my God. He's more crooked no, than Earl Hebner selling illegal merchandise, brother. <laughs> You're going to be playing the role of Ebner? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you get fired from WWE for selling, like, uh, off-brand merch or, you know, whatever bootleg merch. And then you're like, well, you see, my biggest influence was Earl Hebner. So I kind of figured that's that's the kind of path I'm supposed to take. <laughs> Damn right, brother, brother, dude. <laughs> Oh man, dude! I can see you taking that name like in the independence because it's like if I get into world class, you know I'm gonna do it. Heck yeah, heck yeah! And I'm sure Jerry would just be like, I don't even care, dude. Jerry would probably give me the creative freedom. I, I yeah, I I'm sure like everything because it's like Jerry takes up just like the finances and just like oversees. Just the entire production, like the overall like promotion, really. Um, but like everyone else, they just like we talk. Like I like I told you, um, you know, no one's gonna listen to this anyway. But Lance Hoyt and PCO, I was literally st- right next to them as they're going over their match. You know, and that that sounds like such a fun thing. To it witness. was it was fascinating. It was really fascinating because it's like, you know, I'm sitting there, right? So um, I'm on a couch. And I'm just on my phone doing whatever. It was it was July in Texas, so the heat was just like unbearable. So we all just like hung out in this lot. Wait, this backstage at that uh, Von Erich Memorial show? Uh, yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, oh, it was okay. at the Lobby Cantina, David Von Erich show. Um, yeah, the, where you made it onto Square. Heck yeah, heck yeah, that's right. You messaged me about that. Um, anyway, so we had like this locker room area set up. Um. And I was just on my phone doing whatever, checking my camera settings before I went out there. And I'm sitting there, PCO's on the other side of the couch, so I'm like not bother him because it's like, well, it's PCO and things like that. So I don't want to come off like like a giant mark. So 
Just kind of. If you're a mark to PCO, he'll fucking whip you with the spaghetti in his forearm. Heck yeah, man. Well, that'd be pretty neat. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm so I'm sitting there. PCO's on the other side of the couch. He's I think he's trying to take a nap because you know he's legit traveling everywhere. Um, I know it's gotta suck to be like a big time indie wrestler. Yeah, I would. Uh, it's got. It's got to be fun. They they got it. They've got to be fun, but it's got to suck. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure PCO would rather be home with you know his family or, you know, ill. His family is probably D Destro, but um, he'd rather be homeless Jacques Rougeau. <laughs> I don't even know if they talk anymore. That's the thing. I have no clue. Jacques is the French commentator for pay per views now. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. Very fast. Not notice that when they go over the announced teams on no, I did not notice that. I, I don't. I don't care. <laughs> and of course, Funaki's the Japanese announcer. I only see Funaki. That's that's why I get excited for. I'm like, Japan number one announcer. I'm like, heck yeah, we there's, there's, there's Funaki Japan. doing his thing. I'd listen to Japanese commentary for New Japan if we had fucking Funaki. I've tried listening to the Japanese commentary for WWE, but I'm like, this isn't the same. But anyway, so like, New Japan, like, do they just sound uninterested? Um. Wait, what? Repeat that? Like, does the Japanese commentary for New Japan not, or for WWE not sound like it does for New Japan? Yeah, no, to me, it doesn't sound the same. But, of course, it's like, those are two different entities, right? Um, I mean, like, it's, the way that I see it, New Japan, it's, of course, New Japan, right? So they're gonna, they're not gonna say a lick of English. I feel like in WWE's Japanese commentary, like I hear Funagi, you know, every so often trying to say like an English word or whatever, and I'm like, ah, that's that, it, that's weird. I, I it, but you know, that's just I don't know. It is weird, I guess. Maybe Vince, maybe Vince has a Japanese translator going into the mic. You better speak some fucking English, <laughs> so he's Japanese of Western. All of the brother. translators have to sound like Vince. <laughs> no, but um. <laughs> no, but okay. So back, so back to the story. Uh, so I'm sitting there. PCO's on the other side doing his thing. So then Lance comes in and you know shake his hand and things like that. So I'm you know shaking his hand and he's like, "Oh come on, guys, you don't have to do this. I saw you yesterday." And I'm like, "Come on, dude. You know respect the veterans." And he's like, "All right, thanks." Um, things like that. So he's sitting on probably right next to me, and I'm thinking this is. This is effing cool, dude. I have Lance Hoyt next to me. Dude, I'd love to sit in a room with PCO. Just, just yeah, sit. just in a room with PCO. He, he's chill, dude. He's so chill. Like, it's kind of like Scott Steiner. You know, first time I met him, I'm like, hey, Scott, it's nice to meet you. I'm a huge fan. I'll be, you know, camera operator tonight. You know, he shakes my hand and he's like, oh, thanks, dude. Sounds, sounds good. Sounds good. And things like that. Like, he's, he's. Yeah. No, he doesn't do that. Like he only does that for his like for his promos, really. But um, that's uh, I'd love to get him to call me a fat ass. If you're a referee, he would probably do that. (laughs) Dude, that's what I want to be. Yeah, exactly. You know, you get to get thrown around by Scott Steiner. You get to bump for him. Um, dude, is he the American Suzuki? No, he's not. I don't think anyone is American Suzuki. Suzuki is Suzuki. Suzuki, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. You, if I mean, like, if if someone were to say who's the American Suzuki, it, Minoru Suzuki is the, every Suzuki of all nationalities. 
I want to meet Suzuki someday, but I'm not going to be a young boy. Do it. Meet wanna... him as a fan. If you meet him as a, as a young boy or a referee or whatever, I would be terrified. Yeah, I have no interest in becoming a young boy solely for the purpose of I don't want to die. Yeah, no. <laughs> I would hate to be a young boy, man. Going to those shows and then seeing Suzuki and it's like, crap, he's here. Oh, yeah, New <laughs> Japan did a show today. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah, then uh, it was one of those lion. No, I don't think it's. Oh, on... was it the lion lions project? Lion. Yeah, here. Let me yeah. see if it's on. NBA, I don't NBA care NBA. for those shows. It's one of the. Uh, it's... Well, there are only four matches too. It's weird. Yeah, because those are like the shows that don't get the crazy like pr- promotion. They don't get the publicity. I think yeah. I think the Lions Project shows are just like those one camera, no commentary, just kind of house house show looking kind of events. Oh no, this one wasn't a full Young Lions show. They had two American Young Lions, Carl Fredericks and Alex Coughlin went to a draw. Huh. Then Taguchi beat Romero, Finley beat Liger, and in the main event, Goto beat ACH. Wow. So it was a really small show, and then the highlights are already up. I think. Oh no. You click the highlights page and it takes you to the single match result. Dang. So they didn't film any of it. I don't care for those shows. <laughs> um, and then tomorrow's show. Oh, bro, there's a dude named Clark wrestling Jushin Thunder Liger. Wait, seriously? Yeah, Clark Connors versus Jushin Liger. No way. And then Carl Fredericks versus ACH, Romero and Goto versus Taguchi and Cobb, and Omega versus Finley in the main event. Fantastic. Let me let me see. <clears throat> and then that's the last show before the tag league starts next Saturday. Oh, yep, there it is. Uh let's see. Who did he face? Clark Connors faced Liger? No, he's facing Liger tomorrow. Oh, he's facing Liger, okay. Um Yeah, because I'm looking Huh. Okay, yeah, so the full card for it, I see it right here. I'm on Twitter right now. Um of course, they have their graphics and everything like that. So, yeah, he looks like a looks like a pretty good looking guy. Looks like a big strong boy. Um, perhaps. I mean, you know, work out a little more, get some uh, cardio going, and I think he could be a legitimate big strong boy. Dude, I'm glad that New Japan is doing like an American Young Lions thing. Oh, dude, that's yeah, I know. I'm so excited to see how that goes. I mean, like, I, I don't know if I'll watch it for sure. I'll probably watch the highlights, but still. The, if they even filmed any of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm sure because it's going to be, like, a, uh, a a U.S. show. I'm assuming it's going to be in California. I'm sure. It, I'm, it I'm, I'm sure they'll film it. Brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll be filming it. Um, They film everything mainly. They, so. Yeah, pretty much. Even, like, the small shows, like. The ones where I'll watch, like, I watched, which one was it? Like, I watched a, Ro- a Road to Power Struggle show last week, I think. And I watched it, yeah. and I watched it, and I was like, oh, let's see what kind of, I think it was the uh, Shingo Bushi match that I wanted to watch. Um, but I was like, oh, it's one of these, like, small setup, no commentary, one camera house shows looking gimmick. And that's what they did for most of them. Yeah, okay. I, I think it's like there were only five of them that had the full crew. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah, I was just like, oh, it's one of those shows. But, um... Yeah, I kind of don't like those shows. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, They could at least get Kelly and someone else to do commentary after the fact. They, Yeah, they could. They could, but I feel like... I feel like that would be, like, a uh, kind of... I guess oh, overdoing it. I guess because it's a road to show. It's not supposed to be like a big kind of event where it's you know like supposed to be covered or anything like that. It's it's legit a road to show. I get that. Yeah, it's kind of to me. It's like it's like road to WrestleMania. You know, those are the house shows. And then there's WrestleMania Revenge Tour. That's post WrestleMania house shows, things like that. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing special about those house shows. It's just a special name for some house shows. Yeah. It's, it's, I think to what I read is that the road to shows is kind of like preparing for, for the, uh, for the actual event, you know, like they'll have, they'll have the, They'll have the main event guys, you know, if they're going one-on-one, they'll have them on opposing tag teams or whatever. So those are... But New Japan does, so... Yeah. I mean, they're pretty good at doing the tag teams and keeping the, you know, the specialty matches, the one-on-one matches. They're good at keeping those special if they if they want to build it up to make it special. I kind of wish WWE did that. Uh, they used to way back then, but... That's when they were competing with WCW, and now no one's competing with them. So Vince is like, well, I have a billion dollars coming up from Fox, so I can do whatever I want. And, and uh, like, $40 million oil money. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, sweet Saudi money, too. Electric Boogaloo. They haven't announced another Saudi show, which is interesting. Thank goodness. <laughs> but they also waited until July to announce the Crown Jewel, so... Yeah. Oh, really? It's been July. Wow, that's crazy. They What's funny? July and started the build-up in September. I found something fascinating about Crown Jewel. It was after the show ended, and like I was so disappointed in that show. Like, who wasn't disappointed in that show? Um, I mean, it wasn't as bad as some people say. It was good until those two bullshit matches, and then the main event was fun for what it was. Still second worst pay-per-view of the year. I feel like those those two matches, Brock and Braun, and then the the U the World Cup, and I'm doing air quotes right now. Um, the finals, those were what just... in the WWE World Cup tournament. To... I told I told my mom World? about that, and you know, like I like I told you, Don't my mom doesn't watch that. wrestling, and I told her just kind of just kind of casually brought it up like oh they did a world cup tournament but it wasn't really a world cup since everyone was american except for ray but but you know my mom was like oh that's that's weird and i'm like yep that was that was weird but um but uh racing yeah so like that those two matches really just like turned me off for the rest of that show like i didn't go back it i haven't watched the full uh, main event match or anything, and I'll probably you have. To. I I saw I saw that Sean like, you know, I was looking at like a bunch of different um, uh, gifts about it, uh, of from the match, and just to see Sean just like carrying the the load while Triple H was injured, it was like, oh, that's really cool to see Sean, 
you know, he has he hasn't done it in eight years, and it, and they all had to book on the fly because of the yeah. injury. Any any pre spots pretty much got yeah on. yeah anything that they planned ahead of time it was like we can't do that now. So you did you notice the part where Triple H thought he was supposed to Irish whip Undertaker? Taker thought he was supposed to Irish whip H, and they both tried to Irish whip each other at the same time. <laughs> but since Triple H. Heck, they just threw each other into the barricades. It looked like they threw themselves in. It was the worst spot of that match. Oh man, that sounds terrible. <laughs> they both botched, and one of them had one good arm, so it just did not. That look sounds good. awful, man. Like, dude, that's 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 upsetting. <laughs> It really sucks, though, because that match could have been... It was good, but it could have been even better. Uh, you know? I, it could have been. I feel like I the, feel like they were in it just for the money. I feel like at this point... I, could, I think... I feel like at this point, they, they... All four of those guys have nothing to prove. Vince just had, had, had money, and he was just, like, waving it in front of them, you know? Kind of like a, come here, boy. Come here. Big yeah, oil boy, this the 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 Saudi blood money, and he was just like, "Hey, I have some money. Come here." And they're like, "Oh, okay, here we go." Uh, speaking of that, Congress might be trying to enact a bill that punishes Saudi Arabia for oh, really? what they did. Thank goodness. Thank. I don't know how they're gonna do it or what it entails, but hopefully, yeah. It works out. I just after after the whole like journal the the whole journalist. Uh, murder. It's just like, man, they can't do another Saudi show. Even though, like you said, they're signed for another nine years, two shows a year. But with all this controversy, it's like you you can't you can't do that. But Vince is gonna be like, but the money, and it's like, I've gotta I get my money. Get damn my it. money. <laughs> it's like Vince. <laughs> Damn it! I'm not missing out on forty million dollars. <laughs> that's damn that's it. Vince. That's Vince right there. Forty million. The oil. Gotta money. get that oil. It's like it's like Vince. You you're you're old and you have no idea what you're saying. Let the grandkids take care of you and let Triple H and Stephanie take over. Honestly, I mean, forty million dollars for a four-hour show. That's not bad. But, but they did it for the wrong did, reasons. It's not good. The greatest Royal Rumble, there was no real controversy outside of the propaganda. Yeah. But then this one, yeah, it on. yeah, the, the whole propaganda thing. I mean, like, I didn't care much for that really because I just this vibrant and progressive country, Saudi Arabia. But yeah, like they, 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 they got a guy that killed him, and now it's just like, oh wow, well that's controversial and that's not good at all. And people like legit Tiger Woods, like. Turned down an offer to go to Saudi Arabia for something. I think to golf. Uh, UFC ended their deal with yeah, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, a lot Arabia. of businesses, like big businesses, are like, "Hey, screw you guys!" And then there's Vince, and he's like, oh, "Money, money, money! Gotta get my money!" And it's just like Vince, money, <laughs> pal, money, give me my money, pal. <laughs> uh, I w- I want to hear Vince cut a promo. I just love hearing Vince cut promos. Like, can Vince just come out every week, interrupt somebody, be like, pal, you fucking suck, <laughs> and just move the, on? Um, 
I feel like he actually did that to a match one time. I can't remember if it was like a legitimate like. Oh yeah, it was one time at a house show. I don't remember who it was between, but I've heard the story. Mervin just comes out, interrupts it, fires one dude on the spot. Oh wait, what really? Yeah, I think that's what happened, but I don't quite remember the whole situation. Oh. I I to, I feel like Vince did interrupt a match because it wasn't good. But I I might I've heard that I might story. be thinking of something yeah. else. I can't. It had to be Vince. Oh, so I looked up uh, world class on uh, cage match. Yeah. Did you know that Jerry's world title twice? For world class, the IWR title. I knew I yeah. I, I knew he held it, but I knew that he was holding it to like promote world class. He wasn't gonna hold it like like Lance has been holding the MWE title for like legit almost a year. Next month will be a year, and I know he hasn't defended it. And that's air quotes what I'm doing right now because he. You know, he only cares about himself. He doesn't care about anyone else. Jerry, you know, there are promoters who will win their world title, but they'll do it if they're a smart promoter. They'll do it to get another guy over, and then they'll drop the title to them. And that's what Jerry did. You know, he uh, I, I Jerry title for 497 days in his first Wait, run. is that Jerry? Oh, okay. yeah. 400 some days, huh? I mean, like, yeah. I, 167 second reign, which isn't that yeah. bad. I mean, like, the, I, the, the way that I see it, it's, uh, it, it was to build, you know, hey, this is, this is IWR, this is who we are, this is who I am, um, build up these characters, and when Jerry felt like it was time to, uh, to, to, uh, pass the torch... He did that, and I believe he dropped it to uh, to Montego Sika, who now wrestles as Tigo. But I can't remember for sure. I, yeah. I feel like it was. Seems to act- I feel like it was Tigo or maybe Coyote. I can't remember. I think it was Tigo. Does Chris Cambridge the first time, and then Dane Griffin the second? What? Time. It says the first time he dropped it to Chris Cambridge, the second time he dropped it to Danger. Oh, okay. So I was wrong. Yes. Um, yeah, those are names that I've heard of. I haven't like seen them wrestle, but I've heard those names before. Man, I, I could have sworn. Okay, I think Tigo did hold the title once, but he must have won it from somebody else. Huh. Hey, did MVP lose the title? Yeah, he lost it to Chavo in El Dorado, Arkansas. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah. MVP is listed as current champ for 386 days. Really? On Cage Fight? Uh huh. Oh, wow, that's pretty neat. It's just because world class is so small that maybe they don't get updated. Yeah, that that's probably what it is. Yeah, that's 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 gotta be it. But, dude, it's cool to see world class growing as much as they are because it's like they have TV deals in Joplin, Missouri. They have TV deals in Amarillo. They have, they have TV deals Israel. like just around like the Midwest, really, and then they have a a TV deal in Israel, which is which blows my mind because it's like of all places, yeah, of, of all places, Israel. And I, I, I honestly don't know if they're like a big, like wrestling country or anything like that. Like, 
wherever they air world class. I don't know if that's like a big wrestling area, but I want to look up the fact that world class is airing on TV in Israel. Like that's cool for everyone who competes. Cause it's like Chavo MVP Steiner, etc. You know, those are big WWE WCW names. People are going to recognize those names and they're going to like, and they'll associate that with world class. And it's like, Oh, okay. So this isn't some like, hokey herd of dur like small promotion it's like oh these guys are gonna or these guys are legit here to stay and that's what everyone does that's what everyone does um every time we do a show is they prove that oh wow yeah there was a full-on wrestling company in israel from 01 to 14 really huh they did monthly events. that's pretty crazy from that's a long time from 01 to 2014 that's almost the length as aj tna run almost he was in tna yeah years that's a long like i think that's the longest like year oh wait now there's a new wrestling company in israel called israeli wrestling league huh i've never that opened up the other one went down wow that's pretty neat I don't. I don't know any of the people. I'm looking over <laughs> it, trying to see if there's even. It's, I realize it's it's, it's wrestling in Israel. I I I don't think it's like going to be that big. But hey, you know, if they have a, if World Class has a TV deal in Israel, then that's absolutely fantastic, dude. My my camera work. Oh, my camera work. Tr- uh, Junior's camera work. Uh, Stevens. All all of our work. Randy puts the puts everything together. You know, that's that's his stuff. That's being distributed over internationally, so that's pretty effing neat for all of us, man. Wait, according to the Israeli Wrestling League uh, Wikipedia, it says that Ross and Marshall showed up to one of their shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ross and Marshall do some of their shows. They'll go over to Israel and wrestle for them. Damn. Yeah, dude. So Israel is pretty huge. Yeah. Yeah, Israel is pretty. Yeah, I would assume so. I mean, it, pretty huge for wrestling. I mean, oh, uh, may yeah, maybe. I mean, like, yeah. But um, but yeah, dude, it's 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 so cool to be a part of a promotion that's like, who who they have a vision for something. They want to put on a really fun show for everyone and that's that's how i every time i go to one of these shows that's that that's the vibe that i feel like i feel motivated to put on my best performance when i was at mwe it at, at some point i was just like dude i i don't i don't love this anymore like i can't do this because it because it was just like because it was like there was by like a bias like booking and that was when Lance's ego started taking taking control and taking taking over the biz, the promotion really. Um, and because that Lance fella is a jobber. Yeah, Lance. <laughs> Dude, in any other promotion, if it, if anyone Lance booked Lance, he'd probably be a jobber. But you know, the reason I I that. what I said he can't wrestle, so I believe that. <laughs> Dude, have you seen any of his matches? They are just—they're not, they're not I've good. Seen part of one, you've seen one part of it. I didn't watch the whole one. 
Man, imagine having to imagine having to be at ringside and filming it. Ugh. Dude, dude, his first match, like legit his first match that I ever watched. It was March of twenty seventeen. And it was the main event, of course. He puts himself in the main event. Um I'm over, brother. Yeah, that's that's what he thinks. He thinks he's the most over guy in the world. He thinks that because he trained with Brian Knobs, who um who's friends with As Hogan a- and Flair, and because Flair and Hogan have you know that they went to to, to Nobbs's wrestling school for one day to like teach these guys. You know, literally one day of training with these guys. Lance says, "Oh yeah, I trained with Hogan and Flair, Brian Nobbs, blah blah blah." So I'm the greatest wrestler in the world, and it's like that's that's not how it works. There are people who trained with with F and Harley Race, and he was considered one of the one of the best wrestlers uh, next to Flair and uh, Rhodes and. Luthes and blah 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 and he's like you know you can't go into the business with a with a giant head you know and that's that's where he made his mess up but um anyway so yeah back to back to the first match I ever filmed of his it's just the way that he that he sold a punch just wasn't good it was very over exaggerated and it was like it was like it didn't look real you know and that's the that's something that I've heard all the time is that you got to make it look as real as possible. You know, like think about, think about this. Okay. Think about like a fight in high school. If someone lands a punch on you, you're not going to like, while you're not going to like hobble back and, you know, just to be, be weird about it. You're going to, you're going to get knocked out. You know, you're going to get knocked off your feet. And yeah, Lance just wasn't good at selling that. I think he should have trained with somebody that, you know, can actually, like, wrestle. <laughs> who didn't drink beer all the time. And who doesn't have a picture online of him spreading his ass cheeks. Oh, oh, dude. Are you serious? I'm serious. I saw it on Reddit one time. There's a picture online of Brian Knobs in a bathroom spreading his ass cheeks. That's disgusting. Well, that... Well, ladies and gentlemen, there's Lance's trainer right there. <laughs> I should have saved and sent it to you, but I don't delete my pictures very often. So <laughs> I'd probably keep it for a month and then forget and go to my camera. Please and please don't send me that picture. I do not want to have a picture of that anywhere on my phone. <laughs> the fact that Brian Nobbs shook my hand before I saw that picture. <laughs> <laughs> and put his, No, when, we, when I went to take the picture with Nobbs, he put his hands around my neck as if he were trying to choke me, like in a joking manner. Yeah. <laughs> God. And now, that was before I even knew that picture existed. Had I known that picture existed beforehand, I wouldn't have let him do that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I I, I didn't even know. Way to go! Like I didn't really interact with Brian that much, really. For that one show he was at, it was just like a, you know, kind kind of like a wave, like hey. What's up, Brian? You know, yeah, you should have went to the meet and greet the night before because it was he. He told a cool story about uh, the Nasty Boys versus the Rockers at MSG. But oh, really? I I was told uh, Lance told me the story of of Nobs and Jerry Snags knocking out Kim Shanrock in their hotel room. I don't believe that the Nasty Boys could knock out Ken fucking Shamrock. 
Yeah, no, I didn't believe that for one second. When Lance was telling me that story, I'm thinking, BS. That is a lie. Yeah, that's a bit too fetched. Yeah, and that's like the first lie that Lance told me. And it was like, okay, well, thanks for that over exaggerated story, but I don't I don't believe that. And yeah. It's hard to believe a story of somebody knocking out a shoot fighter like Ken Shamrock. A a UFC is is I think he's in the UFC Hall of Fame, right? He is. Literally Okay, yeah. So Suzuki yeah, a, legitimately knocked out Shamrock. Now that's a story I can believe. So because it's Suzuki. Minoru, yeah. Because it's Minoru Suzuki, and he is he is murdered grandpa. He is scary. He is a scary. Yeah, he's a frightening guy. Um. Yeah. So since we're still on Lance, let's start. <laughs> let's start bashing MWE. No. Um, no, but um. So. Here's so here's what happened really. Um let's see, twenty sixteen. Where should I start? I don't know where to start. Where should I start? Start the first time you met this awful human being. Alright, so let's let's do that. Um I met Lance at uh at the gym, Valor MMA in Wichita. At the time they were using the MMA gym, Valor MMA. Uh I can't remember was what streets on but um they were rent they were kind of renting a uh a uh an area you know to like do wrestling training and things like that and you know lance lance called me up one time you know to hear more about me and things like that and he invited me to one of the tryouts or one of the training sessions uh just to see what it looks like and see what goes down blah 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 um so i went there and i watched it was Lance, um, it was Evan, and I love Evan. Evan was such a good guy. I miss him. Um, and then Shane, and he was, you know, one of the trainees, and I think he still trains, unfortunately. But um, I don't get how anybody could still train with Lance. Yeah, I mean, I I think there are some people who still do, but that's kind of you fun. know you can't really you can't really talk them out of it because <laughs> they are still drinking the Lance Chafe and Kool Aid. But that's 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 on them, you know. Yeah. Um. They they do whatever they they are their own individuals, and if they want to, you know, believe what they want to believe, then so be it. But I stopped drinking the Kool Aid a long time ago. Thank God. But but uh, anyway, so it was like I can't remember much about that day. It was just like, a, okay, this is the building, this is the gym where they do the training. This is what the ring looks like, and that was the first time I stepped into a wrestling ring where it wasn't like. A meet and greet, really. It was just like, it, it, and it was really cool too. Even though it was like one of those small training rings, like a sixteen by sixteen foot ring, I think it was. But it was still cool because it's like, oh wow, this is this is gonna be a lot of fun, you know, to uh to get training footage and blah 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 blah. Which, you know, I asked Lance and I was like, hey, you want me to film some training stuff going on? He's like, yeah, sure. It never hurts to keep it in the archives and. I'm like, archives? What are you talking about, dude? You don't have archives. Um, and he always said that. He, he, always, he always said, I'd like to get some footage so I can keep it in the archives. Guess who has no f- training footage? He's right not now? like Vince, where he has a building dedicated to old tapes. Yeah. Yeah, everything, 
that's on the WWE Network right now. It's also, and it, it's it's at WWE headquarters, you know. And and Vince has the money to have the rights to those tapes from everything that he does right now to things from the seventies to other promotions that he's there's a match you know, from the 50s on the network what there's yeah there's a match from the 50s on the network i oh i saw that yeah they i think they put that up there re- just recently yeah they have a lot yeah. of shit on there and that's because vince pays for it all yeah yeah and that's not like and, and and that's not cheap either you know like that's a video library of other promotions and they're gonna, you know, they're not gonna be all like, oh yeah, here it is for like fifty bucks. They're gonna be like, no, this is what we have. Here it is for like, I don't know, two hundred thousand maybe. I don't know. That that might be more or less. But, um, but yeah, Lance has that mindset that he is Vince McMahon, and it's like you can't. No promoter should ever have that mindset ever. No one should ever think they are Vince McMahon because there's, you know. There are wrestling promoters out there who, like, who who do the who promote for a living, and there are those who have a a, a daytime job, right? It just like depends yeah. on 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 your on your business and what business decisions you make and things like that. But um, but like everyone needs to, you know, not think that they're Vince or they can't, like you know, promote like Vince, because it's like, it's it's going to end up bad. You know, and we're not talking, we're not bashing, we're not, we're like, right now, that's not bashing creative. I'm just saying, like, because, because of, because of Vince's success, you know, like, you can't think, like, you're going to be as successful as Vince, because no one's going to be as successful as Vince. Yeah, it just, and Lance thought he would be as successful as Lance, and it's like, you can't, you can't think like that. But, at the time, it was like, I was still new, and it was like, well, that's that's the way that he thinks. So I'm gonna let him think like that. I don't really care. But eventually, it got to the best of him, and it got you know to the best of me, where I just started to hate wrestling. And like, and when I say I started to hate wrestling, it was like I got to a point where I could not like I I spent a month not watching wrestling. And you've I've told you this, that, but if anyone. If anyone's ever gonna listen to this ever, which I don't think anyone would ever listen to this, but um, but there was a time where like you know me, where I you know I'm like a wrestling like, like, what would you call it historian? I guess like a wrestling enthusiast. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it got to the point where I'm like, hey, I can't even watch like NXT. So here's, you know, of course. We started doing shows in March of 2017. It went, you know, it, it went all right because it was like, oh, this is my first wrestling show. That's pretty neat. Um, things like that. And as time went on, it's like, oh, this is weird booking. Um, here's another story. And I think I told you this. I can't remember for sure. But if I if I did, you know, if I didn't, here's a story. Um, I used to book shows with Lance, like a couple shows. Okay. And I would, I would go over to Sometimes I'd go over to his house, like he'd invite me over to his place, and we'd have like pizza and blah 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 blah. Um, it was me, Lance, Will, who was the production manager of MWE, and one of the other wrestlers named Ian, and we were all over there, and we're booking the April show, and 
uh, we're talking about one of the matches, and it was a Juno Granger match, and um, and we're going over it, and Lance says, "Yeah, I'm probably gonna turn him heel," and I'm like, "I'm like, but he was one of the most over guys uh, in in March, you know. He's he back then he had like this like party party guy type gimmick, you know, and yeah." And uh, it was just, it was, it was over with the crowd. And, you know, now he's saying, oh yeah, we're going to turn him heel. So I texted him, you know, and I'm saying, hey, we're, I'm booking April show with Lance right now. Uh, he wants to turn you heel. And he texted me and I, and he said, oh, great. Kind of like, you know, sarcastically. Yeah. And I was, and he was like, dude, I haven't, you know, he hasn't played heel that much. Like, you know, at that time, he hasn't played a heel all that much, so I was like, "Well, I'll help you as much as I can," and you know things like that. So, at the April show, I'm talking with him, and I say, "I and that it was just like the beginning phase. Like, okay, this guy's going to be established as a heel now. He's going to be put together with a guy. Uh, he's gonna, he's going to have a manager now. He's going to be." With Ken Kelly, who is uh, who own, who owns quote unquote uh, who owns Kelly Inc. and it's like think of it like a talent agency, really. Kind um, of like, uh, Promociones Dorado and MLW. Yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of like that. Okay. Um, so anyway, so he so Juno turns heel at that show, and it was like. You know, I could tell he was not up to it. He was just like, I don't know how to be a heel. And June comes around. And I'm talking with him. You know, this was like maybe a few hours before doors opened. So no one was there. It was everyone, the wrestlers, the production crew, everyone, security. We were all there. Um, so Juno and I are talking. And we start coming up with ideas like, how are we going to put you over as a heel? What are we going to do to to get you hated by all these fans? And I said, uh, off the top of my head, I said, well, let's have you, like, push me around. You know, let's have the wrestler, the bad guy, push the defenseless camera guy around. And he just was like, oh, okay, I like that. I like that. Let's let's try that. So um, we did that. And it was just like... It was like people were like kind of noticing. It was like, oh, this guy's bullying the camera guy. Why would you do that? Some people were like, haha, camera guy's getting bullied. F you. But um, <laughs> but uh, therapy. But but yeah. most people were all like, you know, coming up to me like during intermission, they're like, hey, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. Um, and things like that. And I was like, okay, well, if people are asking me if I'm okay. That's kind of getting them over as a heel. So, you know, I told him about that. And I was like, hey, a couple of people asked me if I'm okay after you attacked or pushed me around. He was like, oh, well, that's something. Like, his eyes were just like, okay. Um, so then July show comes around, and I'm like, well, you know, no one, Lance hasn't said, well, we're turning him back into a face or anything. So I'm like, oh, he's going to still be a heel. If Lance would have done that and been like, no, nah, he's going face again right after he turned heel that. Uh, well, 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 that'll lead into another story, but, um, yeah, so, so July comes and we're, we're there and we're talking things like that. Okay. We got you, we got you into a little bit of a heel mode, uh, kind of as like a heel, get, getting you over as a heel pretty much. Right. 
Um, and that was that was the June show. Now it's July. Let's 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 crank it up a little bit. So I said, I want you to attack me. And he was like, he was like, you want me to attack you? I said, I will be sure to have my camera down as much as I uh, as, as 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 much as I can. And so that way, if something were to happen, it it doesn't take a it doesn't take a bad like fall or anything like that. If I were to drop it, which my camera didn't fall or anything, thank goodness for that. But um, yeah. So we were talking, and I told him I'm gonna stand right here after your match. You're you're putting Captain Shabam, I think is who we wrestled that night. He's putting Shabam over that night, and. He's gonna go on like this crazy rampage, like oh my, oh my god, I lost! I can't believe I lost! You know, I'm better than this. I'm better than all of you. Blah 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 blah. So I'm standing there with my camera, and he comes up to me like, like, like just so angry, and I could see it. I'm like, oh man, this is exciting. He he. So he like, he like grabs me by the back of my neck with one hand, and then he just like starts like, like, like forearms on my chest you know and like or like like on my shoulder and things like that and legit like my shoulder you know my my uh my non-camera shoulder was like was was hurting for a couple days um and you know like i like you know and i I fell down to the ground and everything like that to like sell it and people were just like hey this guy's a this guy's a dick and you know i i Tweet, tweeted something. I was like, something about, hey, Juno, you attacked me at this show. How dare you? You know, wait till you hear from my lawyers, blah, 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 blah. And I posted something on Facebook as well. And three of my friends texted me. And they're like, hey, are you okay? I saw you got attacked from my wrestler at this show. And what made it even better is that um, they got worked. Yeah, they got worked. I worked my friends. How great is that? I could say that I worked <laughs> my friends. Um, so. <laughs> So, uh, so one of them who uh, is like, I look at him like my big brother, really. Uh, he's 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 a family friend, but we we have that close bond where it's like we're like brothers, basically. So he makes fun of me for being a wrestling fan all the time, you know, like hey, wrestling's fake, you know that, right? Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, whatever. Uh, so he texted me. He's like, hey, I saw one of the wrestlers attacked you. Are you okay? If you need anything, let me know. And I'm like, oh, I'm good. I've, I've, I've gotten taken care of. And when he texted me that, I'm like, hey, I got you. And I don't think any of them know. I can't, I can't remember telling anyone if it was like, I can't remember saying, hey, it's you know, kayfabe or anything. But um, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to let them think like, oh, okay, well, he got attacked by a wrestler. But uh, really, it was we just talked it over, and I came up. He and I came up with the idea. You know, hey, let's do this. Let's do that. And we'll get you over as a uh, as a heel. That's one of the best parts about wrestling is the people that aren't in on it will fall for anything. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the most fun part of it, especially when who like are casual fans or they're not fans, but they know that I'm in the wrestling industry, and they're like, okay, well, this happened. Uh, I'm to see what's going on with him, and. You know, and everyone's – it's funny because it's, it's legit like one of those things like, oh, wrestling's fake, you blah, 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 blah. But then as soon as something happens for to it. But when something happens to you, it's like, hey, are you okay? What happened? And uh, 
And then it's just like, yeah, I'm good, but you got worked. That'd be that'd be so fun to do, but then uh, I don't know. If, I don't know. Did your well? No, they don't know. If, you never told them that it was a work, did you? No, I haven't told anyone that it was a work. That's funny. Yeah, it it was it was um, it was it was really good. It was good, and um, what and one of my friends who was like, um, I. I, I had when I was living in Wichita, um, I I used to have like this this uh, friend group and we used to go to uh, Applebee's on Wednesday nights. And one of my best friends, you know, like she supports everything that I do, really. Like she legit is like my big sister. She saw my Facebooks and my Twitters and she was like, hey, I'm going to kick this guy's ass the next time I see him because no one does that to you. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm letting my lawyer take care of it. You know, I got a lawyer. It's all good. We're, I'm getting money out of him. You kept kayfabe alive. I, I kept kayfabe, brother, brother. Dude, yeah, can I, you imagine this was, like, back in the 80s, how everybody, like, if you broke kayfabe, you were shunned back then. Uh-huh, yeah. If you broke kayfabe back then, it's, like, it's, um... All right, now this break um, kayfabe is nothing. Yeah, no, if you break kayfabe now, it's just like whatever. Like now you can have, um, I don't know, you can have a good guy and a bad guy, and they're hugging in a ring after a match. It's like, hey, you're one of the best guys I ever wrestled. And it's like, it gets to a point where I'm like, okay, this happens after every match. Like save it for like special, kind of like babyface, babyface type matches, not for well, Reigns and Strowman were literally feuding. And then, I mean, with Reigns, he had cancer, so it was a little different. But they were literally right in the middle of a feud. And then you see Braun Strowman hugging Roman backstage. Yeah. And find that he's one of the best guys he's ever been in the ring with. And one of his best friends. Yeah, I can, I, yeah, I can see, I can see where, 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 where you're, what, what you're, what you mean by that. I totally get that. I think that's different, though, because yeah, answers different. I but I feel like if it was the '80s, there would be zero cameras anywhere near Gorilla, because it's like there's yeah. going to be, you know, the good guys are going to be there, the bad guys are going to be there, and you can't have them seen around each other. Legit, they used to have babyface buses and heel buses for like, you know, international tours and things like that. Now everybody that's, goes together. Yeah. Yeah, you'll see the baby faces and the heels riding on WWE Ride Along, which is available on some network that I'm not going to plug. It's available on the WWE Network free first month. Uh, if you if you get it right now, you get NXT Takeover War Games and Survivor Series for free. So, wow, are you working for WWE? I'm a that sounds, that sounds like that sounds like something Cole would say. You want to do your <laughs> you want to do your you know your Michael Cole big dog all impression right, real go. quick. Um, all right. Wait, wait, hang on, hang on, wait. Da 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 da. It's the da, big dog. Da, da, da. <laughs> there we go. We got it out of the system. <laughs> a big dog. <laughs> and he's here with a purpose or something like that. I don't know. And he's I don't here. Really I don't. I don't know. Oh wait, here, here's another one. <laughs> 
I had a dream. I, I made it. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, Things is cool. Sir. All right. So, um, so, so more MWE talk. All right. Um, and then we're going to see what on Goodwill. Huh? And then we're going to end up by shooting on Goodwill and Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to do that eventually. But, um, but yeah, so that was the July show. The whole, you know, working my friends and, you know, kayfabe and things like that, heel stuff. Well, September comes. We didn't do a show in August. So September comes. That's the Brian Knobs show. And at this point, like, I'm I'm like whatever with MWE. I, I don't really care much about what's going on anymore. It's just like, it's just strictly, you know, experience in the wrestling industry at that point. Um, and also seeing, you know, seeing my friends, seeing Juno and Johnny and Marksman and um, whoever, Fitness, Mr. Fitness and Jay Sanchez and all those guys just hanging out with them. Those guys are like brothers. Those are, those are, those are my brothers now. Um, they your brother. So just, brother? They, they are, they are my brother brothers. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's, those guys are the reason I kept on doing those. I kept on doing those shows. And um, and September comes, Nobs is there, and I'm like, okay, cool, it's Brian Nobs. Um, my brother was ecstatic because it's like, oh, this guy's a WWE legend, and I'm thinking to myself, it's not that big of a deal, but it's my brother. He he trained what it is. the best in the world, Lance Chafin. Come on. <laughs> oh, the man, he's... In the world. Move over, Shane. Yeah, he. I'm pretty sure Brian did say that Lance is the best in the world, and it's like I, I was at ringside. I'm like, what the heck? The best but, um, in the world, Lance Chapin. My God, <laughs> man, that's crazy. Okay, so that so that's a knob show. I so I get to the building, and at this point, I'm I'm like, meh. I am meh with MWE. Uh, but I'm still doing it because it's like okay, whatever. I, I'll I'll still do it. I get there and I see Sanchez is there. Jay Sanchez is there. Honky Tonk Kid, Jay Sanchez. Everyone go check out Jay Sanchez. Great guy. He's a brother. Um, brother, brother, might I add. <laughs> um, so <laughs> so I'm there and I'm like, hey, where's where's Jake? Where's Dan? Johnny? Where 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 are they at? And he's like, oh, dude, Lance. Lance banned them from MWE, and um, I was just taken what, aback. Wait, what? I was like, "Yeah, he he banned them from MWE." He, I was like, "I was like, why? Why did he ban them from MWE?" And he was like, "Well, there was something going on backstage that Lance didn't like, and blah 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 blah." And it was just like, "Are are you kidding me?" And then I heard another story. I can't remember who I heard this from. I can't remember his name, but. Um, he said that they were getting too over with Lance, and uh, he he didn't like that because he thought they were overshadowing his trainees. And I was like, "Oh my freaking goodness!" It takes a big ass ego to think that. I was just I was just taken I was appalled by that statement. I was like, "Really? You know, the, he, these guys are getting over. You need to if these guys if these guys are getting over, you need to push them." You know, like I, I love Christian Temple. You know, he trained with Lance. He's a great wrestler, great athlete. I love that guy. So he's but, brother, brother. 
he is a brother brother. He is a brother brother. Um, he trained with Lance, which I, you know, whatever, that's his thing. He's a great wrestler. Um, and he was getting pushed, you know, from by Lance. He was getting pushed into that MWE heavyweight title spot, even though the belt didn't exist yet. But, um, but it was he like, okay, well, dog. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he was, he was the big dog at this point, kind of, he was more like the Ambrose Rollins type thing. Cause MWE reigns as Lance, but um, true Lance. Yeah. That's, dog that's, 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 that's besides the point right now. But, um, anyway, so there's that whole thing where it's like, oh, we're going to have you in, in the main event spot. And we're going to, you know, Lance is going to end the feud with Lunatic Lenny. I think that feud ended at that July show. So it's like they're moving on to something else, right? Um, Christian at the time was the Taz Cruiserweights champion. Taz was a uh, total action zone wrestling. Um, yeah. AKA and, uh, uh, the shithole of wrestling. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. But anyway, so so Christian was the was the cruiserweight champion of Taz at the time and things like that, which I thought was pretty neat. That was Taz Cruiserweight title. The Taz Cruiserweight title was the first title which I thought was pretty neat. Um But anyway, so there Lance is putting him over and it's like He's getting a good response right from the crowd, like a really good response. But I, but people were like nuts for Mr. Fitness too. Like people like loved Mr. Fit. I love Mr. Fitness, and uh, you know, but it was like, hey, you know, Fitness is good. He's over, but he didn't train with me, so he's gonna be pushed to the side a little bit. And it's like, yet yeah, don't don't do that. Put him over. Put the title on him. Put the title on him and let Christian and Fitness have a feud for a while. Whatever. Something like that. But, of course, Lance with his ego, he's like, oh, no, not going to work. Whatever. So, so Christian, he trains with Lance. You know, things like that. He gets the push. And I'm like, this makes no sense to me. Like, I get the Temple is over with the crowd, but it doesn't make sense to put him in the main – at least, like, with a few – I don't know, man. It, it 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 was weird. It was very weird. And then um, Lance would do that though, huh? Why? Did it be, I don't. I don't get why Lance has to be such a dick though. I don't know. I I don't know. I wish I had an answer for that. I think it's mainly because he wasn't gonna amount to much in wrestling. So he had MWE and he promoted MWE just so he could put himself over and it got to his head. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh that that that's my conclusion to all of this looking back on it now. Um and that's that's my that's my personal belief on that is that his gimmick, his not gimmick, sorry about that, his ego um, was just becoming like was becoming like like a balloon. It just kept on getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and eventually it popped. And it's like now he's it's pretty much like blackballed from 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 the industry. And I'll get into that maybe. I don't know if I will or not. But 
Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. If I want minutes. To. You got to cover Goodwill too. So yeah. I might save uh, what he did to get blackballed for another one. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. That, yeah. That sounds like a good idea. So. Um, yeah. So yeah. To end this. Uh, to end this at this point, it's September. Like I said many times. At this point, it's like I just really stopped caring for MWE. October comes happened between between September and October. Like October comes, and I park at at the building, which is like which is like a pretty big warehouse. But um, yeah, yeah, I've seen the video of it. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a pretty big warehouse. So I get there that afternoon. I park in, in the back of the warehouse. And the first thing I do at when I park is just groan. I'm like, ugh. And I'm like, I don't want to be here. Like, I don't care about MWE. I I don't care about wrestling. I just don't want to. Like, I was like, I don't want to do this. But I have to because it's like, I kept my word. And that's what you got to do because it's professional, of course. But um, but it's like, at the same time, it's it's like, well, I don't have a contract. I don't. I'm not signed for like, you know, you're, you're here for this many years and you have to be at these shows. And it's like, you can't, you can't put someone under a contract unless you're paying them. And I was not getting paid at all. Which really sucks. I got paid once and that was 50 bucks. Then I got paid. Let me, let me think here. 50 bucks for 90 hours total of work. And yeah, was, that's, and, that's. Bad. Yeah, it was not good. I was not thrilled. I had like spreadsheets set out, and I was like, "Well, I could ask for this much. I could ask for that much." And you know, I'm talking with Lance about it, and he's like, "Well, most indie wrestlers make you know a hundred tops, so you know things like that." And I'm like, "But I'm not an indie wrestler. I am a independent wrestling production crew." You know, like, like I get it. The wrestlers, you know, they have their character. They have their matches, and it's you know, and it's it it's it it is a legitimate tough business, physically, mentally, emotionally, things like that. But it's like when you look at it from the production side of things, it's like we have the cameras, we have to put this together. At least I did. Um, you know, we put the show together, and you tell me, hey, I need to show by Monday, when it's like realistically, I could get it to you. In about a week, but it's like you're asking for it in two days. So you're getting a crap show if you're getting if you're asking for it in two days. <laughs> so I'm like, look, I'll get it to you as soon as I can because I'm working. I'm going to school. So you're gonna get it whenever I can get it done. And I'll get it done sometime this week, but not Monday. <laughs> Which is a pretty understandable thing to say if you have all that much going on yeah exactly but he didn't understand that you know he thinks oh you know i i i run this you know promotion i'm the greatest thing ever i need it by this time it's like you don't need it you 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 may you may want it but you don't need it by monday what are you gonna and i'm like what what are you gonna do with it it's it's like it's so weird because you know world class we do our shows right Let's for example, we did a show. We did for example, Lava Cantina. We did the Lava Cantina show uh, in July. They they get the show out in mid August. So that's like a month after the actual ed- taping of the show. But Lance wanted this show out 
you know, he wanted it at least uh, in two days pre- prior after the uh, the October show or whatever show it was. I can't remember, but because um, I stopped editing after like September. But anyway, so I'm like, this this sucks. I'm not getting paid for this. So, you know, and I went in there and I'm like, F this. And now I'm being, Jake isn't there. Dan's not there. None of the guys I enjoy working with are there. And that's not, that's not, you know, a, a, a knocking on Jay or fitness because I love those guys. But I had a, I felt like I had a bigger connection with the Kansas City guys. And those are those three guys I mentioned. But they're yeah. not there anymore because they got banned. And I'm like, this isn't fun anymore. Like, and to to top it off, here's the I see here's the cherry on top. The Taz guys were there. There was a uh, they they wanted to promote this f- f- interpromotional feud between MWE <coughs> between MWE and Taz. And I'm like, this is gonna be crazy ridiculous. And Lance tells myself and Andrea and Colton, the other camera operators, he's, he tells us, hey, we want you to be a part of the storyline. We you know, be part of Team MWE and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, and I'm telling Lance, I'm, I, I was thinking about it. Like, I just had this, like, annoyed look. Like, are you effing kidding me? Kind of look on my face. It's just like that, like, like that shit-eating grin, kind of. Like that, are you kidding me? And... I tell Lance, I say, Lance, name one camera operator who was a part of Team WWF or Team WCW ECW during the invasion. And he says, well, uh, none of them. And, I was, and then he was like, and I was like, exactly. And he was like, but we're going to be different. You know, we're going to have everyone involved. And I'm like, Lance, there's no, there's no reason. Are, are you going to have myself, Andrea, and Colton against the Taz camera operators in a match. What, what's going on with that? And he's like, it's like, no, it, it just sounds fun to have team. You know, our camera guys is Team MWE because it's like you'll put us over. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I, I hate MWE at this point. I don't want to watch wrestling anymore. So what makes you think I'm going to put this this promotion over? And I'm just like, I'm, I, I was just fed up and I was done. And um, yeah, so back to the Taz guys. One of their photographers was there, and he was a, like just an asshole to us, you know. At least to me and a couple other people there who were wearing the MWE shirts because we had to wear the shirts, you know, to so represent MWE. But whatever, that's that's what he wanted, so I did it. Um, so you know they were being dicks to us, and for no reason. It's just like, oh well, you're MWE and I'm Taz, so we're better than you, I guess. It's like it's like a high school rivalry all over again. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but uh, this but, this whole Asian angle is really shitty. So yeah, it, 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 Think about how bad the WWF angle was. Now look at this angle that they wanted to do, which went nowhere. It went nowhere. Um. So. So our ring announcer, Mitch, he was in Oklahoma, I think. He was somewhere. He was out. He was out of state because uh, he also does commentary for K State women's soccer. Oh, 
and he had that commitment going. So it was like, oh, we don't have we don't have Mitch for the show. Who's gonna be our Who's gonna be our uh, ring announcer? Well, I'm guessing it was Lance's idea or someone's. It had to be Lance's approval, and he got the Taz ring announcer. Of course, of course, he gets the Taz ring announcer to do that show. And here's what this guy was wearing. He was wearing he was wearing nice shoes. He was wearing like like dress shoes. He okay. was wearing he was wearing like jeans, you know, like I guess like cat more formal kind of looking jeans. Um he was wearing a blazer and under that blazer he was wearing a Taz wrestling t-shirt. That's... And this guy is supposed to be the MWE ring announcer for that night. You know, when you look at ring announcers, you look at someone like Justin Roberts, you look at Tony Chimmel, you you see <coughs> you see a suit and a tie. Yeah. This guy was wearing a t-shirt of the opposing That's not presentable. It's not presentable at all. And that that made me so mad throughout that entire show cuz I'm like that this is beyond unprofessional who who told you to wear a taz wrestling shirt? did did dan did dan adams who was the promoter of taz did he say hey wear your taz wrestling shirt blah blah blah, blah. and to me that just didn't that that didn't look good at all it was terrible it was bad it was bad for for the presentation of of the promotion i saw one of the sponsors there and she had this like just this nasty look on her face when she saw the guy because it's like because she's like really who is this guy why is he wearing a why is he wearing this Taz wrestling shirt this isn't Taz this is MWE why is he wearing this um so I saw that one of the like the sponsors was not happy about it um understand I wasn't yeah yeah if you're a sponsor you know you're if you're a sponsor you're you're taking care of most things financially right mm-hmm. like yeah so i i would understand if you're pissed off too because it's like you're promoting this other promotion and it's like you don't you don't do that right not at not at an mwe sanctioned event so this guy's doing that and that's making me mad and uh you know like at this point i was 99.9 percent done with mwe like i went to that show and I was like, F this, F all of this. I am not doing another show after this. And uh, I was I was coming up with many reasons, like yeah, I was trying to come up with reasons to stay for December show. But I couldn't come up with anything because I was just like, I don't care. I really don't care for this. I'm not getting paid. This you know, people are starting to act unprofessional. Uh, the ego of the promoter is is larger than the entire building that we're running and it was just it it just wasn't good for me and i was starting to not enjoy wrestling anymore like i stopped watching raw and smackdown and even nxt like that's bad you know what's bad did you stop watching new japan um i kept up with it i just like stopped watching it really but um yeah i stopped for a month, I stopped like keeping up with Raw or SmackDown or you know I watched still I kept up with NXT a little bit, but I was still just like had the sour taste in my mouth about wrestling. 
and uh and you know that's because of being in the wrestling industry and i'm like wow this is what it's like to be in the business this is not fun at all uh, but thankfully i learned that it's it's not all promoters are like that jerry is not like that at all if anything if anything world class may makes me love wrestling all over again but jerry is very pro fans and pro talent yeah. it seems yeah he knows who to bring in and he knows you know, if if someone's gonna if someone's gonna be unprofessional, they're not gonna be welcomed back. And he he mentions that all the time in production meetings. You know, he's like he's like we're family. Let's have fun. Um, you know, blah 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 blah. And it's like just really powerful, uplifting stuff. Like, hey, we're a family here. Let's let let's let's get the job done. Let's give these re- people the reason to join the revolution per se. And. You know, I'm I'm totally just like, wow, this is incredible. You know, the speech at World Class during the talent meeting is is just is crazy because it's like we'll do that, we'll have like this big family prayer in the ring, and it's so cool. Like I just like, wow, this is really neat. Um, so yeah, that's there's the difference between MWE and World Class. You know, World Class is legit. It's in the name. They are a world class promotion. MWE, they are not, <laughs> but um, they are. This is wet yeah, dream. Yeah, um, yeah. So like I said, <laughs> I stopped. I really just stopped watching wrestling after after the October MWE show. And what made me, like I said, I was ninety nine percent, ninety nine point nine percent done with MWE when I saw the ring announcer in his Taz gear and blah 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 blah. What absolutely killed it for me what got me to 100% done was during you know between matches the ring announcer would say we have a raffle going on at the merch table get get a get a raffle ticket you could you know ring the bell during the main event you could do this and win that and blah 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 and at some and at some point he said you know welcome to MWE the best wrestling promotion on the planet which got a good internal pop out of me. Um, and then he said, but they're not as good as Taz, though. And when uh, he said that, I was just like, F this guy, F Lance for bringing him in. You know, just, I was just like, F MWE now. Like, I was just like, I was like, I legit just wanted to, to not film any more matches. I was just done. So. During intermission, this was like a match before intermission. So intermission comes, and I go to Andrea, who's on the uh, who work who's working the other side of the ring, and I go to her, and the fans are you know either going to the bathroom, getting something to eat, going to the merch table, whatever. So there's no one around us, thank goodness. So I tell her, I just say to her very quietly, I say, "This is going to be my last show." I'm letting you know that now. She she was just like really why and i said i don't enjoy working here anymore like like i i i feel like my love for wrestling is like dying fast like this is the first time ever where i felt like i was not loving wrestling like since i started watching wrestling i started getting really into it right like i started getting into wrestling like super fast i was researching all these different guys, all these promotions at, at a young age, 
at this point, I'm like, I don't, I, I, I don't love wrestling. Like right now, at this point in time, I don't love wrestling. I can't stand MWE. I can't stand Lance. Blah 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 blah. And she was like, "Well, then, you need to not do the December show, and you need to stay away from here." So I was like, "Thank you for letting me know that. I am going to do that." And uh, you know, that's just kind of that 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 that's where we were at that time. I was just like, I was done, and and Andrea had to know because it's like she's one of my best friends. You know, I literally brought her into MWE. You know, Lance was like, hey, we need another camera person. Who are we going to have? I said, well, one of my friends uh, has a uh, degree in broadcasting or started a degree in broadcasting. I'm going to bring her in if that's cool. And he says, yeah, cool. That sounds fine. And she started loving wrestling. You know, she started watching Raw and SmackDown and, you know, different promotions. And she just started really liking it. And, uh, yeah, so I told her, and I was like, look, I don't love MWE. I never loved MWE, really, but I was just like, I just can't work here anymore. I don't want to work in wrestling. This this freaking sucks. And she was like, then, yeah, you need to you need to not take any more bookings with here. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll stop doing that. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, the second half of the show – you know, I, I got through that, but I was just done. I was just like, just like, F this. Like, I don't want to watch it. But I had to because it's like, you know, doing camera work, you have to watch what you're doing, right? So I'm like, whatever. I'll just get through it. And after that, I'm going to tell Lance, hey, I'm not going to do your shows anymore because this sucks. No, but uh, I didn't do that. But Oh, you should have. I know I should have. <laughs> No, it's it's about being professional, dude. To me, it is at least. But um, yeah. But that happened, and after the show, as soon as they announced, you know, thanks for coming to the show tonight. Drive home safe. Blah blah blah. Next show is December, whatever. And um, I go backstage. I I shake hands with all the guys, and I. <laughs> it was a weird feeling for me because it was like. It was like, I love all the guys who were there, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to really talk to any of you. I just want to get out of here, kind of just tell Lance to F off and then then leave and never come back here. Uh, so, What were your final words to Lance? Huh? What were your final words to Lance? Uh, so I found him. He was doing like some weird meet and greet, you know, with all two fans of his and <laughs> and and um and so I told him, you know, I just got him, you know, to, to the side. I said, Lance, I need to let you know now. Um, I said, look, I am busy with school, you know, work work as well, things like that. Um, I'm going to take a break for a while. And I also told him, with, and I also said to him, I said, and I'm not feeling, feeling, I haven't been feeling like myself for a while. Like, I feel like there's something going on personally where it something is just not right with me mentally emotionally whatever so i'm gonna take some time for myself and he was like oh but 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 we need you for the for the december show i was like i'm not gonna do the december whatever second first third whatever show it was i'm not gonna do that show and he was like oh oh yeah okay well that's fine 
but we signed a deal with Crown Uptown in downtown Wichita, and we're gonna do a show there December twenty ninth. And I and I I thought, you know, I I was pretending to think like think about it. I was like, oh okay, but you know, really, I was just like, eh, f you. But um, but uh, yeah, he he's he, should have told him. Uh, I was more of like, I want to get out of here before I punch you in the face. Um, but yeah, so I just told him, I told him that and I, and he just kept on trying to give me reasons to come back. And I'm like, I'll think about it. Okay. I'm going to take the December 7th, December 7th show. I'm not going to do December 29th. I'll think about it. I thought about it right then and there. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do MWE ever again. Um, and that was the last time I ever talked to Lance, like face to face. Yeah. Yeah, and he never got got back to me about December 7th or December. Of course, he didn't talk to me about December 7th because, you know, he knew. Because I was downright, I said, no, I'm not going to do it. But I, but I did tell him, I'll think about December 29th. He never talked to me about December 29th. And I gave, and I had no reason to contact him either. Why, why should I? Because I don't want to work with him. I don't, I don't want to work for his promotion. If he wants to come to me, Come to me, and I'll tell you I'm not gonna do it. You know, and you you can hate me all you want. I really don't care. But I was done working with MWE. I was just like I I can't watch MWE. You know, um, I couldn't watch wrestling anymore for a month, which was which was nice too. It was bad. It was very bad. And it's like it's like. Looking back on it now, it's it's it sounds a lot like the CM Punk thing, you know. It's like he left WWE, and then he just stopped watching wrestling. Like he did, he had zero passion for wrestling at that, you know. And it's like to me, I kind of had that feeling too. Like I felt used. I felt like like I was being lied to a lot, and you can't really do that to. Um, to one of your camera crew or whoever, someone who doesn't take BS. And Lance didn't really, I guess he didn't really know that about me, you know, but, <laughs> you know. Had you not gotten out of there when you did, you would have ended up like, oh. yeah, dude, that, that's, that's my fear. My fear is that if I did the December show or December shows, I would have just ended up like punk and I would have been like F wrestling. I'm never going back, blah, 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 blah. Because uh, October, I do remember, like, I was just so, I was miserable, man. I really was miserable. One of my friends, she called me out, uh, and she was like, man, you're not the same. What, what what happened to you? And I was like, wow. Like, that really hit me. And that was like a week before the October show. She called me out. She's like one of my best friends. Like, you know, like one of my best friends. She called me out. She was she was just like, "Hey, you're you haven't been yourself in in a long time. Or what's going on?" And I was just like, "I don't know what's going on. There's just things going on." And then the day after that show, I called her and I was like, "Hey, here's why I've been being distant and I've been acting different. Here's why." And I explained I I I I really explained the the October show really to her. Because she knew that I was working in wrestling, of course, like everyone knew that. But um, yeah, but yeah, she didn't know like 
how what what was going on behind the scenes at MWE between myself and the promotion. And uh, she was just like, "Oh, well, did you leave?" And I I I told her I said, "Yeah, I I said, hey, I'm gonna take this next show off." And he came to me and he was like, "So, like, hey, are you gonna do the December 29th show?" And, you know, right when I said, I'm not going to do December 7th, but he was like, you're going to do December 29th. It's a crown uptown. And I told him, I'll think about it. And I, everything that I really told her is what I just said right now. Um, but yeah, so she was just like, but at the time it was just like, it was before those shows. So I was like, I'm not going to do December 20, uh, December 7th, but I'm not going to do December 29th. I know I'm not going to do it because I hate MWE. <laughs> and, um, and that's really, that, 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 that's the end of my MWE chapter right there is October 21st. And, you know, just looking back on that day this year, because I posted something kind of indirectly about it. I posted something about like one year ago today, I was burnt out. I was miserable doing something that I loved, but here I am a year later. Oh. yeah you saw me you saw me post that or tweet it and things like that um but on that day it was like it was like those like those feelings those emotions of that day were like coming back and i was like i was just like starting to panic a little bit i was like ah no go away i don't want to feel this way again i don't want to feel you know this way about you know wrestling anymore you know i i because it's like at that time, like I said, I, I 205 Live last year sucked, so I didn't care much for that. SmackDown sucked. I was still watching a little bit of Raw, but you know, it was just like I just couldn't watch it really, you know. And that was that's when Braun was hot, and it was like you could you couldn't miss anything involving Braun. But I was just, it was crushing shit and wrecking shit. Uh, he was flipping buses over and trucks and ambulances and things like that, but. I was just, I just didn't care for a month. I was just like, I can't watch it. You know, I just couldn't bring myself to watch it. I try, I remember, let's see, the show, the October show was the 21st. That was a Saturday, I think. So a couple days later, I tried to watch Raw. And I got through five minutes of the opening and I was like, click. And I watched something else. And I was like, I can't watch it. And then SmackDown, I, I... I've never been that burnt out on the business. Huh? I've never been that burnt out on wrestling. Dude, I, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, man. You know, like, you're supposed to love what you're passionate about. And Lance almost took that away from me. It's weird that one man can do so much. Oh, it's insane. It's it's just like... it's it's it, it, Yeah, it's insane. That's the only really word I can think of right now to put it in. It's insane to think about how one person can really do that to someone. And I would never want to be like that. If you love wrestling, be in wrestling. Go, go, go and get your foot in the door in wrestling. If you love wrestling, if you love, if you love broadcasting, you know, and you like doing commentary for sports, you know, wrestling, try to try to talk with, wrestling commentators if you want to do baseball or basketball football whatever try to do that you know high if you're in high school talk to someone you know try to do commentary for your high school football team or do 
whatever, like like Mitch, you know, the ring announcer for MWE. He does K-State women's soccer, and he seems to have a blast doing it. He always sounds excited when he does it. So he somehow got involved in that, and look at where he is now. You know, that's that's pretty cool. But um, but yeah, I feel like Lance just didn't care, you know, for 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 me or for anyone other than himself. Yep, he only cares about himself, and that is an awful thing. Yeah, and like plus he never really supported production really, which really kind of hurt us in in a way because it was like, look, you need to talk with you are the CEO of this promotion. You oversee everything. You know, like Andrea and Colton and Lance gave me the role of like the head kind of, you know, head production guy. So people were to come to me and I was going to go to Lance or I was to go to Lance with anything. I would go to Lance and he just kind of brushes it off. And he's just like, oh, well, I'll see what I can do. And he does nothing. And I was like, you're hurting your own production, buddy. You're hurting your own promotion. Because without production, you're not going to have a promotion. No one's going to know who you are. No one's going to know who Mr. Fitness is or Juno Granger or Kit Reaver, whoever. You know, all these names, Marksman. They're not going to know who these guys are without without production. We are, you know, we're, we're just as important as anything else. And Lance didn't believe that. That's what I believe. He didn't believe that production really mattered because he does because he's not as savvy with production. It's like you don't need to. Vince isn't savvy with production, but oh, that's obvious. Kevin Dunn's been hired for thirty. But years. there are people in there are people in WWE who have who have knowledge and experience that Vince would never have in production. You know they they go to Vince because he's the he's the big guy, but <laughs> oh wait or no no you gotta say no, right. they go to Kevin Dunn he's the to... big dog <laughs> shut up uh, <laughs> um no but like for for a WWE camera guy they go to Kevin Dunn Kevin Dunn goes to Vince right that's yeah. kind of, that's kind of how it was like I was gonna like I were to go to Lance, but he's like, eh, you know, figure it out. And I'm like, uh, well, screw you too. But um, but that's kind of that's I guess that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and that was this was fun just hearing you finally rant about dude. Lance. You have no idea. Like I feel like I'm gonna sleep so well tonight. Like <laughs> I've had all of that. In it, like just within me for so long, and it's like like texting about it is one thing, but to let out like my voice, it let out all this like you know emotion and all that. It, it's it's different than texting it to you and things like that because because everything that I said right now, you know about because we texted about it. Most of it, yeah. Most things, you know, I probably like expanded a little more, but when we text and things like that, but yeah, everything that I said right now is what you know through text but now it's nice to to like get on this call and get and now anybody wants to watch it they yeah if anyone wants to listen to this you know here it is have fun listening to it i'll probably listen come back and listen to this every so often and just be like wow this is what it just just to remember yeah because it's like 
you know, because this feels like our own little art of wrestling podcast right now, or where you're Cabana and I'm Punk, and it's like it, you know, and Punk was Punk was really just like <coughs> Punk was all like, oh, this platform's not anti WWE. This isn't like an anti MWE type thing either, but it's like this is how I'm feeling. Anti- these yeah. these are the feelings I've had with MWE for so long. Now I want to just let it out and let you know people know here's what Midwest Entertainment Wrestling is about. And this this is we I should beat this Lance. I still follow his ass. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm on Snapchat. I know that. I I don't yeah. I don't follow him anywhere. I blocked. I blocked the MWE Twitter. I blocked the, I think I blocked their Instagram. I, either that or I unfollowed it. I oh, I guess I'll add what uh, Lance put on his Snapchat a month or two ago. Wait, wait, which one is that? The one with the belt? Yeah, the one where he posted a picture of himself with the MWE title and just goes the real champ. Yeah, the only real champ. The- the only real world champ or something like it was, that. It was something like that. Because he calls himself the only real wrestler because apparently, you know, the last you know, the last real wrestler in the world is is Brian Nobbs, according it's to him. like a knockoff of Silas Young's last real man gimmick. He doesn't even know who Silas Young is. That's the funny thing. I've tried to talk he does I've tried to talk about indie wrestling with him and he doesn't really follow it. So he just follows and tries to emulate Vince. Pretty much, yeah. So he's not original. Really not, no. He tries to... He's he's drinking the Vince McMahon Kool-Aid, and it's like... It's like, I don't, I, I don't drink the Vince Kool-Aid anymore, really. You know, because it's like... There's so much bad television before you're just... I mean, like, I watch basically every WWE Weekly show, but... Uh... I'm fully on board with that Harold May Kool-Aid now. Heck yeah, dude. Heck yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Big Daddy Harold. Big Daddy Harold. Heck yeah, dude. Dude, Harold <clears throat> Harold is the man. Dude, Harold has taken that company places. They sold out Madison Square fucking garden. Dude, that insane. Like Sixty, get this, man. Nineteen sixty-three, sixty-two, sixty-one, somewhere along there. That was the last time a wrestling promotion not called WWF or WWE held a show there. Think about that. And now New Japan, New Japan, is doing Ring it. of Honor. You know, they're they're doing a show in Vince's territory. The same, the the same week. As WrestleMania in New York, New York, New Jersey, whatever you want to call it's it. The reason that Bruno San Martino sold out 189. Really? Times. Wow. And now, weird. <laughs> it's weird to think about. It's it's to me, it's more awesome than it is weird. And I get it. I get that. Like, like someone will say, "Oh, that's that's kind of weird to think about." But it, it is, it's very weird to think about because everyone knows Madison Square Garden is WWE Kingdom. It's Vince's house. But now it's like, hey, we're taking over your backyard. You know, like, like they're saying, this is my yard now. Imagine if, like, the people behind Star Wars let Spock 
in a movie. That'd be nuts. Or if the people at Marvel let Batman be in a movie. And can you imagine, like, like what would you think would happen? Do you think there would be, like, huge backlash? Or would it just be like, oh, that's really cool? Or, I, I don't think, uh, I think there'd be a mix. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I haven't seen anybody say anything bad about ROH and New Japan selling out Madison Square Garden. I haven't seen anyone say anything bad because it's, it's a really good thing. It's just ROH booking sucks. But other than that, yeah. the New Japan side, I think, is fine. I feel like that show, it, no matter what happens, it's, it's, it's such a historic thing. Like, this is past Ring of Honor. This is past uh, New Japan. It, this is Madison Square Garden history that we're talking about right now. You know? This is the historical the, boy. There are people who are going to G1 Supercard over WrestleMania. They're not going to WrestleMania. Some people will. I mean, yeah, everyone's going to go to WrestleMania, it feels like. But there's going to be people who are skipping TakeOver Brooklyn 5. <laughs> yeah. Wait, really? Is that is that what I call it? I hope not. Oh, I can see it. Dang. The fifth Brooklyn TakeOver, and some people are going to skip it. Yeah. To go to the his, the most historical wrestling show in 50 years. Yeah. Maybe 30. Maybe the first WrestleMania. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's... That's that's wild, man. That's crazy to think about. That is crazy. Dude, wrestling in this era just seems to just get better and better and better. You know, and we're not talking like WWE cuz you know, that's because you know, WWE sucks. We're talking They about, have their moments. We're talking about like when do you think back? When do you think about the Indies 10 years ago, 15, 20 years ago? <clears throat> you're thinking of like ROH. Who watched these 15 years ago? Outside of TNA, who who watched a non-WWE company? ROH was so niche. Yeah, that was like for like the diehards. Like I wasn't a diehard at the time. Plus that was like tape trading really, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, you know the for 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 the internet fans and everyone's an internet fan nowadays, but I, but back then it was like if the internet wasn't as big as it is now, so the only way you knew of Ring of Honor was about internet. And Chris Hero mentioned that in Punk's WWE documentary, and that's how people started learning about Punk and Hero and Cabana and. Uh, you mean Scotty Goldman? Yes, yes, Scotty Goldman. I'm sorry. <laughs> Call him um, by his one true ring name. Huh? Call him by his one true ring name, damn it. Yeah, you're right. Scott Colton. Uh, <laughs> that's his real name, by the way. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so think about that. Like 20 years ago, 15 years ago, there was tape trading going on. There was uh, the internet community was starting up. So people were looking into like who's who's this CM Punk guy, who's who's Cabana, who's Chris Hero, blah 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 blah, low key, who's Brian Danielson, and et cetera, et cetera. Now it's just like all you need to do is go Who's delirious? Who's delirious? Yeah. <laughs> who's Nick Gage? <laughs> um Yeah, but delirious but 
bad booker. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Delirious does book the Ring of Honor stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, yep. yeah. It's all his fault, isn't it? Way to go. He's the reason why they have so much good talent, but they can't use much of it. Oh man, dude, I haven't watched Ring of Honor. I, I haven't oh, watched man. Ring of Honor TV. I, don't I haven't watched Ring of Honor TV in such a long time. Like, I just watch it if it's like a like final battle or all star extravaganza or Dude, death before dishonor even bored me half to death I, I i i saw twitter you know during death before dishonor and people are like this isn't a good show and i'm like oh it wasn't that's not good people watched for the chaos versus bullet club 10 man tag that was it wow wow that's yeah i just remember hearing about it and i'm like do I want to watch it or do I not? And I was like, I don't think I'm going to watch it. I don't think I care enough. But um, it's impossible to make me care for Ring of Honor right now. But if it's like New Japan or NXT or 205, that's – Dude, 205 is just on fire. What about NXT UK? I haven't watched NXT UK yet. I really need to. I you really, should. I really need to. Is, is it like is – it, is it as good as NXT or – better than NXT. It's not even. Steven? Okay. That, Zach Gibson is over like fucking Rover. I've heard. I've heard that Zach Gibson is like really over and I really, I really need to watch NXT UK. I, did you, you, I believe you messaged me yesterday. The Progress Atlas title was on the line in Brighton. Yep. Seven returned against Gibson at a WWE house show. Uh-huh. Yep. I saw, I saw that and I posted like a uh, like a cryptic tweet, kind of I guess, uh, and it was like this: uh, this is Brighton or something like that. And I put like the wink emoji, and then seven, and then ZG, and then hashtag weird because everyone's saying wrestling is weird in 2018. But it's like uh, I'm gonna be a little cryptic and be different about this one. So, I mean, seeing an indie title on the line at a WWE show, yeah, with full pro graphics on the screen. Yeah, it's pretty weird. I was like, I was blown away when I when I saw that picture. I was like, oh my god, that's progress, and it's like strong style pro wrestling, and it's like it should say sports entertainment, but it says pro wrestling. Yay, we're 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 making it, kids. <laughs> and you know what's weird? That was a one hundred percent Vince show because Triple H is in America recovering from surgery. Oh shoot, you're right. So we can't say it was Triple H. He wasn't in the continent. Oh wait, so you're saying that Vince McMahon knows of Trent Seven and Zach Gibson? Yes, it was a Vince show. Well, I'll be Vince everything. Just like Evolution was a Vince show. Yes, I, Evolution. I still can't believe that. You can say it all you want, but I'm not gonna believe it. I can't believe that Evolution and a Progress title match. With Zach Gibson at a WWE show was Vince. <laughs> that just makes me laugh because that doesn't sound like a Vince booking. <laughs> Indie titles on my show? Okay. No, okay. we're not having those vanilla midgets. <laughs> Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> well, Trent Seven doesn't look very midgety, but <laughs> yeah, he does some pudge. But he is a white boy, so he's vanilla. He's a vanilla big strong boy. He's a vanilla boy. He's a vanilla <laughs> big boy. 
just like Braun. <laughs> oh god, now imagine Braun versus Seven. Oh man. I, I don't want to imagine that, actually. That'd be a, Vince would book a murder. <laughs> he would. He probably would. It kind of sucks that the results for that show aren't on a cage match yet. Oh, yeah? I don't really use... I, I don't really use cage match a whole lot. I usually use um, Pro Fight... I use second results. I use Pro Fight Database. I've never used that. Uh, I mean, like, it's... The bad part about Cage Match is that it's in German, so you gotta translate it. <laughs> oh, really? That sucks. Oh, but yeah, the other night on the 